A reading from the book of Jeremiah, chapter 4, verses 11 and 12, and 22 through 28. At that time, this people and Jerusalem will be told, a scorching wind from the barren heights in the desert blows toward my people, but not to winnow or cleanse. A wind too strong for that comes from me. Now I pronounce my judgments against them. My people are fools. They do not know me. They are senseless children. They have no understanding. They are skilled in doing evil. They know not how to do good. I looked at the earth, and it was formless and empty, and at the heavens, and their light was gone. I looked at the mountains, and they were quaking. All the hills were swaying. I looked, and there were no people. Every bird in the sky had flown away. Our second scripture reading today comes from the letter of 1 Timothy, chapter 1, verses 12 through 17. Listen now to God's word that is to us and for us. I am grateful to Christ Jesus, our Lord, who has strengthened me because he judged me faithful and appointed me to his service. Even though I was formerly a blasphemer, a persecutor, and a man of violence. But I received mercy because I had acted ignorantly in unbelief, and the grace of our Lord overflowed for me with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. The saying is sure and worthy of full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the foremost. But for that very reason, I received mercy, so that in me, as the foremost, Jesus Christ might display the utmost patience, making me an example to those who had come to believe in him for eternal life. To the king of the ages, immortal and visible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Friends, this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Something that is life-giving to me, and I hope some of you might relate to this too, is the practice of sending and the joy of receiving letters, notes, and cards. Often the letters, notes, and cards we receive and send capture the moments of life. Graduations, anniversaries, birthdays, engagements, words of gratitude and acknowledgement, encouragement to those with new diagnoses, the announcement of new babies, just to name a few. Particularly during the beginning of the COVID pandemic, these tangible signs of connection in a time of such intangibility gave me a glimpse of sharing an experience with another. Every time I sent or received a letter or a note or a card, I somehow felt more connected to my family and friends near and far in a time in which connection was pretty hard to find. And because of this practice of letter writing, 
we are also connected to those of the faith from centuries ago. The letters, notes, and cards full of life moments that we receive today in our mailboxes are not all that different from the letter we find here in 1 Timothy. In this letter, the author shared about what has been going on in their own life. They tell about some joyous and exciting moments, and they also confess some things they are not too proud of. Overall, this person shares their lived experience with another and with us. In this letter, some of the life moments described are quite explicit. The author talks about once being a blasphemer and a persecutor and a man of violence, and we can only imagine all of the moments that surrounded those words that he used to describe himself. He then states that he was a recipient of mercy and that he has come to believe that Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners like himself. What a life moment of realization. The author of this letter testifies and shares with us some pretty defining moments of his life. So this idea and theme of moments resonated with me, and I hope it speaks to you too. And with this idea and theme in mind, the scripture text for today soon becomes more than just words on a page. Through the sharing of this author's life story and the reflection of different life moments, this letter can be read as a testimony of one's lived experience as they expressed who they once were, who they are now, and who they hope to become. Testimony, as one commentator wrote, is the heartbeat of someone's story. Frederick Buchner was an ordained Presbyterian minister, an inspiring novelist, and a brilliant theologian Buchner recently passed away, and he left us a legacy through the words he shared with the world and through his own life story. Buchner often wrote about the lived experience, paying particular attention to the moments that make up our lives and how they have the potential to change us. He once wrote this. Page by page, chapter by chapter, the story unfolds. Day by day, year by year, your own story unfolds. Your life's story. Things happen. People come and go. The scene shifts. Time runs by, runs out. Maybe it is all utterly meaningless, and maybe... It is all unutterably meaningful. If you want to know which, pay attention. Buchner and the author of the letter from 1 Timothy remind us of this. It is moments that make up our lives. It is in these moments that our lives change. A letter, a phone call, a text, a birth, a death, a new job, a breakup, a move, a divorce, 
walking across the stage, traveling across the world, crossing the finish line, walking down the aisle, retiring, leaving the hospital with clean scans, leaving the hospital without someone you love, a diagnosis, a world crisis, a pandemic, receiving an award, joining the church, just to name a few life moments. These defining moments make up our lives and they change our lives. Chip and Dan Heath are two professors and authors who have explored this idea of moments that happen throughout our lives. Together, they wrote a book titled The Power of Moments, Why Certain Experiences Have Extraordinary Impact. In this book, they identify four characteristics and they argue that the moments that are defining to us include at least one or more of them. They say that a defining moment could be a moment of elevation, meaning an experience brings us out of everyday living, or it could be a moment of insight, which gives us new realization or creates transformation within us. It might be a moment of pride, which includes being recognized for what you have done by others, or maybe it is a moment of connection, which is a time in which you experience a shared meaning with another person. So if we look at the text for today, and if we look really closely in between the lines, I believe we can identify some moments of elevation, insight, pride, and connection in this letter in 1 Timothy. So if we keep in mind these characteristics, and then we look to this letter with a sense of encouragement and challenge, I wonder what we would write in a letter about our own lives. What are the defining moments you would share? What are the transformative moments that have helped you define who you are? What have been the moments that have reminded you of whose you are? What are the moments in your life in which you also felt the grace of our Lord overflowing for you with the faith and the love that are in Christ Jesus? Moments. They make up our lives and they change our lives. Joan Chitzner is another wonderful theologian, speaker, and author, and she too once reflected on this theme of moments and shared this. Life, its substance and meaning, is really made up of moments. Moments of loss, risk, change, transformation, relationship, and survival. The way we deal with each of these moments determines who and what we really are, who and what we are intended to be, who and what we can become. As we reflect on the moments of our lives in the past, and identify how we are now changed because of them, we inherently begin thinking about the future too. 
It is through the reflection of these defining moments that we discover more about ourselves and the world and the divine. It is through the testimony of these moments that we realize how interconnected we truly are. It is through the sharing of our life moments with another that we see how our personal story finds meaning within the larger communal story of God's people. When we share these moments with one another, we share our lives and ourselves with each other, and we then journey together into the future. God calls us into closer and deeper relationship with each other. When we respond to God's call, our individual lived experiences and stories are weaved into a larger story, a story that was and is and is yet to come, a story that expands across time, a story that reminds us of the presence of God throughout it all. Moments, they make up our lives and they change our lives. These moments that we find in this letter in 1 Timothy are not all that different from the moments we might read in a letter today from a friend or the moments we might share with another in a card that we have sent. They are also not all that different from the liturgical moments we experience during a worship service too. Like we find in the letter from 1 Timothy in a reformed order of worship, there are moments full of gratitude, confession, prayer, and praise. The writer of the letter expresses great gratitude to Jesus Christ who strengthens him, confesses his sins vulnerably, prays for the world, and praises God for the grace, faith, and love that the Holy One, the Holy Three, has given. The order of worship full of different liturgical moments that guides us each Sunday, connects us to the past, helps make us mindful of the present, and encourages us to imagine the future. Moments. They make up our lives and they make up our worship. They shape who we are and they remind us of whose we are. They challenge us to be in relationship with one another and they encourage us to remember our interconnectedness with each other. As we reflect on our own life moments, we might include in a letter we would send. And as we receive with care and compassion the life moments of someone else, may we remember that the one who guides and sustains us is with us throughout all of the moments of life. Amen.